Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to The Sherlock's Podcast. Your guide to a more stylish life. Isn't it? I saw oh. you were on the you were on the big camera. I know. I know. Well, so yeah. I mean, what a what a way to hard launch a boyfriend, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we talking about this, are we? Okay, we're talking about this. <laughs> Welcome to the Sherlock's Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Vanessa Menrad, Sherry, Andrew, and Polly. So yeah, hi everyone. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, good. Like a real it's sunshine warm. here, Polly. Mm. Thank you so much. I know I don't really wear pastel yellow very much. Well, you should. It looks so really nice. nice. Thanks, guys. So I don't know if it's like suits blonde hair because it's a bit like too much yellow, isn't it? But I don't know. I feel like I'm no, I don't. No, I think it does. Your hair's not actually yellow, so. Yeah. Do you remember that time someone and I think we were talking about being blonde and some we won't name the names, but someone turned to someone else on the team and go. Do you think you're blonde? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like, it's a big discussion blonde. when people f- say they're blonde and someone says they're not. No, but that's bitchy. That really? Yeah. Because that's... people pay a lot for their hair. You can't mm, tell someone yeah. they're not blonde no. if they think mm. they're blonde. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that really bright yellow like this works on blondes. I think it's when it's a more mustardy that it's harder to wear. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. But I also think it works really nicely with dark hair and a really nice tan. Agreed. You know I mean? mm. For those listening, not watching, what are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing a linen shirt and trouser set with from a brand called Ruha, so R-U-H-E. Um, yeah, and it's sort of sunshine yellow. Shines what do you call like it? Sun. Maybe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very bright, <laughs> dominating the visuals. <laughs> um, what's been going on, Vanessa? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, what has been going on? I um, I did my Wimbledon day. Oh, um, I did. I did, yeah. I went, I went last Thursday though. Oh, I fun. queued, got there at 4.30 a.m. I got queue number 1,288, That I think blows my mind. That's such commitment. You got there at 4.30 then? Yeah, yeah. It was actually really chill. You have your coffee in the morning, you mm. chill with your friends, you play some games. Actually, we did chill, forget the it? game, so we just, uh, <laughs> we, just we, we were just staring at each other for a while and yeah. woke up. But it was, it was really fun and we, we got caught too and we actually saw... He's actually in the half final now. I think his name is Medvedev. Medvedev, Medvedev. Medvedev. yeah. yeah. Um, re- like, really strong player, although I will say, like, he did hit the ball boy. <laughs> like, oh, I saw this, he's yeah, like, I saw. Oh, he no. plays, like, really, really far back. So, like, you know, he had to tell people to he's move super backwards. tall, right? Yeah, yeah, super tall. And, yeah, he, like, moves. I don't know how he hits the ball, how that's physically possible, mm. because, like, he's so far away from the mm. actual. But it was really interesting to see. Like, yeah, very, I very... saw him, actually, mm. when I went on Monday. And, yeah, yeah um, I did think. Did you do the same thing? Well, I didn't queue actually, um, but I was very kindly like given some tickets to go. But yeah, it was um, it was really fun. Nice. It's such a good day out, isn't it? I um, saw you on the you were on the big camera. I know. I know. Well, so. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, what a what a way to hard launch a boyfriend, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're talking about this, are we? <laughs> okay, we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> okay, you were fully outed on TV. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> if you were trying like... to keep him a secret, then the BBC ruined it. Well, I sort of, like, soft launched him on, like, a photo dump the day before, and he was a bit like, do you think that's a bit, like, a bit soon? And I was like, no, no, I've got, I've got a premonition that this is the right time. <laughs> Turns out it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely so, bullshit. I had no premonition, but, you know, I'm now glad that I did. Uh, but yeah it was really funny um i don't think that was planned but yeah there was some guy that kind of um the ball got hit off the court and a guy caught it in his cup which i thought was like oh. very british oh but then wow just caught um me sort of guffawing at that. <laughs> you were admiring the catch i was like oh, very good <laughs> the yeah. angle that everyone wants to everyone wants to yeah i love that <laughs> thank you so much did you have a good day otherwise though yeah really fun actually it's just like a very jolly day out mm. like drink, drink a few pins it is that's what you it? said yeah, yeah it's so just fun really Really nice. Although I will say that Pims is ridiculously overpriced at this point. Oh, well, everything is. Yeah. I remember going a few years ago and you pay something, I don't know, it's 20 quid for like three strawberries and cream. And Although and actually pims. I was quite pleasantly surprised by the price of strawberries and cream. That's the they're quite cheap. Middle class thing that's oh. ever come out of my bloody <laughs> They're now. quite cheap, yeah. yeah. They were like £2.50. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Same. Actually, yeah, yeah, when you buy them from the shop bit rather from the actual stand, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 £2.50. I was like mm. expecting to hand over like a tenner mm. and I, I probably would have paid it to be honest with you um, but I was like 2 pounds 50 I'll have five strawberries for all strawberries for everyone please sir Vanessa I'm interested in what you wore what does one wear to go and queue and like have a whole day at Wimbledon well it's difficult because you still want to look yeah. nice but we our rule is trainers mm-hmm. like so we wear we wear trainers I actually I wore a quite floaty dress it was like tight at the top mm-hmm. and then it floated out like white dress with flowers on it and then I wore actually this jumper on top Mm -hmm. and a blazer so then throughout the day I could (laughs) de-layer so I could either wear the dress by itself with the blazer Mm -hmm. which was kind of like you know a smart vibe or I could wear just a dress with the jumper like wrapped around Mm -hmm. the shoulders nice or at some point it got very hot so it was just the dress (laughs) but yeah I I I really like the idea of like having you know different stages of the day yeah that's really clever I really wanted to get a hat as well like a little cap but like I couldn't find the Right one, so oh, that didn't happen. You can buy it from the shop or yeah, the merch. Yeah, but it's in the, the merch shop well, you on the day. Like any of them, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't like oh, the okay. designs this year. wasn't It didn't really didn't speak to you. No, it didn't speak okay. to me. So Fair I'm enough. just yeah. Next year. Next year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there again for 30 a.m. That's commitment. Any other tips for people who want to queue? Um, yes, take breakfast. Mm. Um, definitely and take a blanket that is waterproof because mm-hmm. no matter how warm it is the the grass in the morning is wet mm-hmm. so like a lot of people were like yeah standing down. because they couldn't sit down oh. um, and then what else um, yeah bring bring your bring you a bottle of wine as well per person because you can take that in. Can you take that in? Yeah, what, oh, per really? person you can take one bottle oh, of wine okay. or okay. two cans of beer in. Okay. Um, so, you and you know. can take food as well, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Prosecco, like actually Prosecco is probably the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, get there. If you if you want just a ground pass, you can get there after 6 a.m. Usually you just queue, the, the later you get there, the longer you queue for. For example, like if you get there at 7 a.m., you're probably not going to get in until like 1 p.m., mm. 2 p.m. So how long did you queue for mm. before you got in? I was in like shortly past um, 11, I think. Like so when like, it started. Yeah, when yeah. it started. Like. Mm. So, oh God, I mean, still in the queue for quite a long time. Mm. Because they basically, the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is the way it works is every, fi- every lot of 50, or every lot of 500. Oh, I don't, I don't know. 
they allocate, sorry, it's 500. So they allocate the first 500 in the queue get center. Oh yeah. Then sorry, the next yes, 500 yes. gets court one, court right. two, and so on and so on. Okay. So therefore, that's how they fill the seats every day on top of the ballot, uh, okay, you know, invited okay, okay. guests. So therefore, presumably by six o'clock, there's, I don't know, 18 courts worth of, uh, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. It, only goes, it only goes to court two for the seated tickets and then it's just ground passes afterwards. Oh, sorry, but a lot of people pass on the, on the courts as well, depending on who's playing. So yeah. like sometimes, last year we were number 600 something and we still got center court. Um, although right. that was apparently a very bad year for Wimbledon attendance. So oh. usually you have to camp well, to get no, that. Um, oh. no tourists, presumably, because of COVID. Yeah, like exactly, exactly, anyway. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Sherry, so what have you been fun. up to? It's been a lot. I feel like you're festivaling left, right, and centre. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, all the festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went to the Soho House Festival last oh. weekend. Saw you Saw there. You there yeah. in, got the queue. Behind you in the queue. So and I was like, that really looks like Charlotte. Oh my god, it's Charlotte. <laughs> How was that? How? Because I've seen a lot of of it advertised, and I was like, is mm-hmm. it is it going to be good? What's yeah. The... It it was really fun, and the acts were great. It was Sugar Babes, oh, Honey nice. Dijon, um, Kojo Radical, and Pete Tong. Pete Tong, <laughs> oh, Pete Tong with his Ibiza Orchestra, mm-hmm. my wow. absolute favourite. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a really good lineup, and also the stages. I don't know if you found this are quite not mm. that big, yeah, yeah. so you can get really close. So I was like right at the front for Sugar Babes, and it really wasn't oh, like it, <laughs> yeah. I had been at British Summertime the day before, and that obviously you know there's like what seventy thousand people or something, and you're all packed in together. Whereas Soho House Fest is just like. I mean, it's pretty. You could you could just weave yeah. your way to the front if you fancied. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, like relax. And That's yeah. perfect for people with anxiety. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, it, it would really be really is. good for people with yeah. anxiety for sure. You yeah. feel like you can get in and out mm. of the stage really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could wander off and find your friends or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, good exactly. food selection, I thought. Ri- well. Oh my god, the food. Mm. Oh, the food was so good. Yeah. It's basically, so basically, the ticket's quite expensive. I can't remember. It was somewhere between two hundred and three hundred. I can't remember how much it is. But mm. everything's included for, like, oh, for the whole day. So complete okay. open bar Great. like for the entire day. And all, basically all Soho House franchises of food. So mm. like there's dirty burgers and Chaconi stands. and. So did you like mm-hmm. get, a, did you go in? Did you get everything you yeah. really wanted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we met in the queue for the seafood buffet. So <laughs> that tells you. <laughs> yeah, seafood buffet. <laughs> oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It was excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. I did think the drinks were quite watered down. I thought Did that because I had like nine and I was so sober. You know when you're just like I was a bit like headachey from sugar, but I was like I was fine. Or yeah. you're just a massive legend. Oh yeah, all my tolerance is just this high. At this point. Yeah, I do think no one was actually on the floor drunk. No, um, no they so yeah, probably. Um, top tip actually, I we snuck over to the, snuck over. I mean, it was open to everyone, but went over to the Grey Goose Bar, which was like right at the beginning, and there you could actually taste the alcohol in the drinks. So if you were Ooh. like on a mad one, that would be the place to okay. be. Yeah. <laughs> on a mad you, one, um, can you get all sorts of drinks? Like you know, like shots as well. Yeah, you can get champagne. Oh my god, they Did had you like get a... shots. I don't think so. Oh no, not shots. No, I don't think shots. so. No, no you can do shots. fair enough. Fair I didn't think you could do like straight up. No, it was like preset cocktails. Okay, okay, plus okay. Champ- yeah, yeah, that was yeah exactly. Yeah. And who did you see at British Summertime? Mm. Oh, I saw Billy Joel. Oh, cool. Was it good? So, it was amazing. Like, I feel like people are in two camps with Billy Joel. They either kind of really grew up on him and really know him, or are like couldn't name you a song, and then you kind of named the songs, and they're like, oh yeah. So it's got, like I would never say niche because obviously he's like enormous yeah. but i don't know he's you know he's not obviously in the uk like kind of the nelson john or whatever but um to my family he, you know he's like the artist that we grew up Aww, on so yeah so it was nice. a little family trip and it was like last friday so the weather was incredible you know that oh, random yeah. day a few weeks ago that was just like stunning um yeah and we got back from yorker that morning so it was just like good vibes all around oh, such a really nice. i know although oh. but and then 
let me tell you what I did next. And then on, <laughs> on, actually, I'll tell you after. Hang on, suspense. I'll tell you after. Sherry, you keep talking. What, you, you just say her house first. Yeah, what yeah. Else? I don't have. Yeah. Well, I went to Roskilde. I might have talked about that. Oh, you did talk on about the that. last podcast. Ah, okay. Uh, which is in near Copenhagen. Amazing. Can't recommend it enough. Such a good lineup. And yeah, if you didn't, if you can't go to Glastonbury, go there instead. Okay. It's like half the size. But um, I imagine just as good in terms of the acts and like the food mm-hmm. and the experience. So that was amazing. Okay. So yeah, all the festivals. Loads I mean, it's nice. summer. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I will tell you in that case what I sooner than sooner than predicted what I did. <laughs> <laughs> what I did on Sunday. Um, so I went to Abba Voyage oh, on yes. Sunday, which I'm yes. not sure I would have like necessarily bought tickets for myself. But my parents had some tickets that they couldn't use in the end, so I went with a friend. Um, so for those who don't know, it's the I mean, they've got their whole own arena. It's the ABBA Arena in... It's in Stratford. And anyway, it's... Yeah, it's in Stratford. It's exactly... It's by the kind of um, Olympic development. And they've got their whole own stadium. And it is basically the concert. It is the ABBA concert that is constructed using, I mean, AI, holograms of ABBA. So it turns out the way they have done it is ABBA, all four members of ABBA, went back into recording studios for like five weeks re-recorded all the songs i think it's something like 30 something songs in the whole show and then their faces from the like 70s are projected onto younger dancers bodies so everything you're seeing is not original footage it's like young people's bodies with their faces on it obviously you can't tell that it's like cgi'd on um to a new soundtrack so i don't know everybody says like Oh, it's so amazing, and you'd never know. Like, you fucking know. Like, Wait, but is it, the people are there live dancing with the. No, 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 no. It's all a projection. It's all a, projection. It's all a hologram, so and it's just so clearly a hologram. Like, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> and they. So imagine just like a really big stage. It's, it's basically it. The theatre looks a bit like the National, but just like bigger. Like you know, the main stage yeah. of the National, and there's this big pit at the bottom where people are standing, and I kind of don't know what's like more sad I don't know if it's sadder to be sat where we were where you're just kind of at a concert but you all stay in your seats and sort of bop your head or if it's sadder to be like on the ground like having a rave to like holograms I don't know which is worse um and they are just really flat like they're 2d so they like come up on stage and then basically and they're like at the back of the stage because obviously that's like the screen onto which they're projected Mm. but then they have a real band so they have real people on the front of the stage no but that kind of then only like you know emphasizes how fake the fake people are and kind of when they twist around so when they dance and stuff they do look a bit more 3d but when they're just stationary Mm. yeah it's pretty like it's pretty 2d and then you're listening and you're just and then look they fill it with like amazing smoke and mirrors like it's it is bells and whistles there's like incredible kind of lightings and you know they do it all very well however you kind of think well if you need to do all of this shit yeah. you're sort of covering up something like mm. I was just a bit like I could be at home <laughs> not not yeah. at home wow, instead but, yeah. but kind of like could I just watch this on TV would I not just rather watch original I, I don't know it just it felt like if this is the future I'm not sure I want to be a part this of it is, I'd rather I, just rewatch mm, it on, it's weird though because you know? I, I don't know why but in my head it was this like amazing 3d experience I like i like yeah. you know have you seen the ashley o episode in, mm. in black mirror yeah. there's like a 3d yeah that's it's what not i that. imagine you, is that the mighty cyrus that's the mighty yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like that no but <laughs> we should say i think i've spoken to so many people who have been and they did say they loved it people so yeah. love like, it yeah not yeah. a total slate totally. but like totally yeah, but yeah I, i've not mm. seen it so i don't know i don't think this is going to become the future i, I think the point of this specifically imo is that like for a generation who are like gen z would not get the chance to see abba live so yeah. if you want to go to like a kind of their kind of performances mm. you have it then 
I, t- I that, totally yeah. understand, but as in the worry would be that, you know, Elton looks at that and thinks, great. I mean, what, a, what an unbelievably oh, easy way to make money. Mm. I just mean the future in terms of artists, artists. who are getting older oh, and can't continue yeah. to tour. Not like yeah. Stormzy next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I don't think yeah, yeah. that, you know, exist, you know, young current bands are going to no. be sending off holograms in no, place of live way. performance. But mm. I worry that long, you know, why... Yeah, I I would be really surprised if someone like an Elton John hasn't prepared to do something like that because yeah. also it just what an unbelievable cash cow. You don't mm. have to be sat at home on the sofa and yeah, there's probably two thousand yeah. people in the stadium totally. twice a day. Like it's insane. Um, and look, maybe I'm sure the technology will evolve and develop and mm. it will become more realistic. And I agree with you. I've only heard glowing reviews. Mm. I just thought it was a bit. Are you a big ABBA fan? Yeah, generally? I love the music. I mm. love the music and this and you know it was really nice to like have a little yeah. bop. a little sing along and bop my head, <laughs> Did you go with? but. I went with a friend. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. she liked it a little bit more than me. Okay. But simple. I didn't dislike it. I didn't dislike yeah. it. I just thought it was, it was Maybe it's like one of those things, but yeah, yeah, like it's some, I found that like, dare I say it, with Hamilton. It was <gasps> so overhyped for me. Mm. And then when I went to see it, I was like, that was okay. Okay, yeah, interesting. Mm. That, yeah, it was very hyped. I remember Michelle Obama said it was the best piece of art she's mm. ever experienced. Like, I was consumed. like, consumed. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that is... Uh, high praise. Yeah, high yeah. praise. Yeah. It's the issue when someone praises something so high, mm. your yes. expectations oh. grow beyond. And yeah. then when you actually see it, you, you're just definitely going to be underwhelmed yeah. because mm. you were expecting the world. That was me with White Lotus season two as well, yeah, actually. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. But then, yeah, I can see why yeah. it's overhyped. Yeah, a lot. That's anyway. what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so that's why I've not seen Polly. Anything other than Wimbledon? Wimbledon. Oh, I went to Barbados for a few days. Oh yeah, she's fun. that one in. As one does. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, my last week or so. A bit of a whirlwind. Will but... you talk about why? Oh well, yeah. So uh, my boyfriend is a pilot, and um, yes, it's a little perk. I get to kind of benefits. hop on some flights as when he's flying the plane, um, which was very nice. I've never been to the Caribbean before, um, so that was pretty pretty jokes long it is quite quite a long way to go for like three and a half days i shan't complain because like obviously <laughs> it's an amazing opportunity but i did spend like quite a lot of the t- like the evenings particularly i was just like a zombie you know mm. you're like i'm so fucking tired yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it was so lush and like did a really fun catamaran trip um which for the first i don't know maybe half an hour i was like this is great and then i was like oh yeah i forgot i get really seasick <laughs> oh, no. so i like was like lying on my back just like trying not to vomit oh no i was like is this it? Like for the next like four hours, am I like stuck on my back? And then somehow, some someone managed to get hold of a sleeping sleeping tablet, sickness <laughs> tablet. <laughs> oh, and so I just like knocked that back. And then within an hour, I was just like, I'm a new oh, woman. Right. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, I was doing flips off the side of the boat oh, in no time. Fun. Yeah, it was really fun. So I just need to remember that I get seasick. Yeah, yeah, yeah take, take some joy rides. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, it's also just like super lame, but you can't do anything about no. it. Like it's just, you're either like the kind mm-hmm. of person that gets sick or, or not. Does getting in the sea help? Yeah, because yeah, I think it's just well, the motion yeah. of the boat. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, I just... It's happened to me before. Like when I went to Mexico to go and do like a whale shark tour. Um, yeah, the whole journey, I was just like vomiting off the side of the oh, boat. No, no. But like, it was kind of okay because I was like, well, I think half the stress is like, where am I going to be sick? Um, but yeah. I was just, I was just <laughs> off the side yeah. of the boat. Um, anyway, this is great chat. <laughs> <laughs> where do you Top like- life tips from Polly. <laughs> just go on a boat where you can be sick off the side. Um, anyway, yeah, I had a great time. Good. After I took my sickness tablet. Great. <laughs> More of the story. Anyway. Um, has anyone got anything to recommend? Anything you've been watching, reading, Sherry? 
I've been finally catching up on TV. I feel like I had a, a small break because, you know, it's summer. I want to be out there. Mm. But um, I was like, no, I need to I need to get some series in. <laughs> Come on, crack down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's time. <laughs> um, so I watched a series on BBC iPlayer. It's called The Trouble with Kanye West. Um, which was super interesting, very harrowing and not an easy watch. So don't watch it if you want to like know about his music and stuff. It's more about Kanye in the last two years and his mental health issues. He was dropped from Yeezy, his you know collaborator with Adidas, um, rightly so. But it's about him and I guess more it's about in America as well and like the rise of rise up of the far right and how that is filtering through so a guy really eloquently he's Jewish talks about anti-semitism and how everyone needs to basically know what is going on so you can be aware that there are things unfortunately that are still going on today um so it was very interesting there was a woman also she um I think she actually has bipolar disorder and she was talking about it from a mental health view and she made a really interesting point about Kanye in general, who has out, he has um, publicly said that he has bipolar. And she was saying we need to be very careful um, aligning people who's like this, who say that they have a mental health issue and then blame a lot of the mm. really vile things that they say on it. And she was saying if you have bipolar disorder, then, you know, that doesn't make you into a horrible person. Mm. It doesn't mean you're going to go on a really hateful and racist rant. Mm. It just heightens mm. your personality. Mm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, really worrying. I mm. always think that about Galliano when people, when obviously he sort of, I mean, forgiven for possibly too strong a word, but, you know, kind of made his way back in. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't be forgiven for their sins, whatever. But so, you know, everything at the time when he went off on that, you know, that crazy anti-Semitic rant was just put down to, oh, he's got a terrible problem. Oh, he's got, this, you mm-hmm. know, he's a drunk, blah, blah, blah. But like, just because like, you know, you might be going through all sorts of terrible things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that horrible, nasty, racist mm-hmm. things have mm-hmm. to come out of your mouth. And uh, presumably yep. there are lots of people in the world who are going through these awful things where that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's a shame. Well, it's a terrible shame for them yeah. that that's it's kind of just brushed off as part of those problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I thought it was a, a good point to make. Mm. And I also thought, what on earth is Kim thinking? Like... They didn't really mention her or the mm. all the kids in the documentary. Well, was, he has a family and yes. Well, I was what I was going to say is I feel like I'm keeping up to date with this at the moment because the Kardashians are yeah. like the current season of the Kardashians, right? Is she is, mentions it? Yeah, it's kind of tracking. It's obviously it was filmed in and around that time, like mm-hmm. when particularly when right. when he was doing those podcasts and yeah. Um, and she no, she's like having regular breakdowns, like finding it so difficult, oh, really? not wanting to kind of keep her children, not wanting to kind of expose her children to you know sad horrible things about their father and trying to kind of protect their father's image for them Mm -hmm. whilst also being like devastated by what's happening and the loss of this Mm -hmm. person that she Mm -hmm. knows and by the comments and blah 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 right yeah she did she did like in one of the later episodes say like i missed the person Mm. like Mm. that i knew and i don't recognize the person Mm. that he is Mm. and i think it's it's so hard when you have children and like you know you have to one day you will have to explain to Mm. them because Mm. That you don't want them to grow up with 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 those views. Mm. Okay, so worth a watch. Yeah, really worth a watch. A heavy watch. What was it? BBC iPlayer. BBC iPlayer. Yeah, it came out last week. So yeah, okay. but still really interesting. Player. And I do think everyone should watch it because um, it's important mm. to you know talk about these things. Mm. Um, so I needed some light relief, and I was mm. like, okay, Olivia Atwood, come at me. <laughs> she's um, back. She's back. Ooh. Oh, oh I've two. watched that. Oh, I've, I've been watching that. I oh, think I nearly Vanessa. finished it. Oh, <laughs> is it the yeah. sex? The sexy yeah. season? Yeah. Oh wow. 
it's it is that. so Great. interesting yeah. i love watching it but like, so yeah. season one for those who didn't watch i mean you should but olivia atwood of love island fame yeah. goes behind the scenes into the lives of different people earning money through the sex industry whether that's yeah. from only fans or from pornography or mm-hmm. blah 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 so what happens in season two so season two, I think it's called Getting Filthy Rich. So the first one is just about gen- generally people making money um, off sex in general, mm-hmm. like escorting. And there's another one about the girlfriend experience, which I had never heard of. I mean, maybe I'm very sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, but women who, or, and men as well, who will offer their services to people who are paying for it and they offer the girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time it's online, but some people do it in real life. So you can go to dinner, you can pay uh, to go to dinner with someone mm. and then you chat to them you'll be sexting them as well in mm. the day um, really enlightening there's one on dominatrix there's one on sex toys yeah that was wild oh really yeah oh, like, the sex toys yeah. d- there's some toys where I was like oh wow, wow. she gets, <laughs> yeah, she gets a doll weird. mate like like oh, I've her. seen those. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, like um, in her image, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It costs like, her body measurements. It was like yeah. 20 grand or something. Like an inflatable one or like a, yeah, like a no, real no, like silicone. silicone. But for sex, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's very. Not to judge. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. I just think she's great. I think she's brilliant. Because she's Hilarious. so like yeah. brash and like doesn't really have a filter. Yeah. yeah. She's um, really smart. Like, yeah. I yeah. agree. Like she's yeah funny and smart and like I don't know. I think yeah. she's great. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And she gets in there like a lot of the scenes. Mm. I was like, I cannot believe this is on ITVX because it's really? very raunchy. Like you basically see a lot of people having sex. I am putting that on. Yeah. But like but not in there like oh this is. It almost in like a bit of a weird, like it's, it's quite uncomfortable watching. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a Christian. <laughs> no, 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 Polly is not porn, so. <laughs> Free porn. No, no, I just, I just no, love I that think weird, <laughs> weird shit on TV. Like, it's juicy, isn't it? No, it is, yeah, it is really juicy. Yeah, and yeah. it's really well researched. Like you okay. can see on, on TV sometimes about <clears> she does the research, you know, she tries and finds people. Like, because it's quite hard. Some of them, like most of them don't really want to talk to camera, mm-hmm. you know, so I find it quite impressive how many people yeah. she finds that she can talk to yeah. in that Definitely. episode. Like, yeah. so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very open. Cool. Okay, so worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, worth a watch. They're all on ITVX now, so you can binge the whole series. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, good, thanks. Vanessa, <laughs> <laughs> anything to recommend? Um, not, well, what have I watched? I've finished The Idol, which I wouldn't recommend. No. Did yeah, you really, really persevere? Sorry? You persevered. Yeah, but mm. I, I wanted to finish it because I thought visually it was great. But I, I was really rooting for it to be a sort of exposure of how the industry works, especially towards women. Mm. But like, it, it turned out to be this weird cult mm. situation. And the you could tell, so originally it was six episodes and they narrowed it down to five episodes. And you can really feel that. Okay. Episode five is just... It's so random oh, and I was yeah. I was so disappointed. Oh, shame. I again visually mm. beautiful yeah. costumes, amazing. Mm. Um Lily Rose Dev, love her. Mm. Um but apart from that Okay. That's yeah. what everyone's saying. So yeah, mm. that was a bit of a, yeah, shame. a, bit of a disappointment. I think the soundtrack's really good. Yeah, the soundtrack. I feel like soundtrack. people keep listening to yeah. I keep yeah. seeing people sharing the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack okay. It's right. something a bit different. Is like it? I okay, do quite like it. I did I did hope for the album to come out like they did with Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm. Mm. But oh, it's I haven't out. seen it. Is it out? Yeah, it's on Spotify. Last time I checked, it wasn't okay, I'm gonna Well, this is what I'm doing after. Nice. Um yeah, so I watched that and then I 
I started watching The Witcher, which I don't know if you guys yeah, are watching, yeah. but I'm I'm like I like fantasy shows. I'm okay. a big Lord of the Rings fan, okay. <laughs> so I start watching a new season of that. But I've only, I'm only one episode in. Already love it. I'd be into it for Henry Cavill. I think. Yeah, that's he's as far very. As it goes. Oh, yeah. He's very, and he plays this like you know he's like so cold and strong, but at the same time he has this like love for this kid, and yeah, he's like taking care of, and it's kind of. I mean, the, the long hair is kind of <laughs> yeah. killing the vibe a little. Like, bit. Yeah, he's got like Kobe loves his kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my type on paper <laughs> yeah he's got like um he's, he's got this long it's eyes quite like a um, malfoy's dad yeah. vibes isn't it it's just oh, yeah mm. it's, i don't know how i feel about mm. the hair but mm. the body and the fights that he does lovely it's great top recommendation thank you polly anything to recommend um yeah i haven't been watching a whole lot of tv but i did go to the cinema last thursday i think it was um to go and watch the, uh, the national theater screening of fleabag so um, for those who don't know, um, the TV show Fleabag was inspired by a sort of play that um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge wrote. It's a, basically a monologue, isn't it? Mm. And I had never seen that. And frankly, actually, I hadn't really watched that much of Fleabag to my shame. Oh, you um, no, oh, I feel like everyone so sort of good. told me to watch it. Yeah. And um, yeah, we went to see it, and I just like totally like you know when you're like belly laughing it's just quite rare i think and like obviously there are like a number of sort of similarities with the um the first series um if you've watched that but it is just like really fun to see and then i've since binged like all of the tv series and i'm just like what the fuck was i doing before it's so funny it's Um, literally i think the best show like of yeah it's incredible um but yeah many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, the i just i was just so amazed she sits there for what is i guess like you know nearly two hours Mm. maybe it is and just you know it's just her on Mm, her own it must be exhausting Mm. but also she's just like so sharp and so funny and just like charismatic and oh she's amazing Mm. yeah so amazing it's super cool so it's called nt live and Mm. they you if you if you didn't get a chance to see it in theater I mean, that was before the show was made. It was obviously mm. quite a long time ago. Yeah. But they do, they every so often they project it. Yeah. You've just so got the anti Live website. Yeah, right? exactly. So I think that was it. I went to Clapham Picture House, but mm-hmm. I think they're doing it sort of all over the country, um, various states. So um, do check that out if you are interested. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, I did a lot of reading. Did you? I was Ooh, on a holiday. Yeah. So I finally got a chance to read. Um, I won't bore everyone by talking about Cleopatra and Frankenstein. However, I loved it. it like, good. I really loved it. Yeah, we've talked about it to death on the podcast, but... Um, you guys were not wrong. It's brilliant. I really mm. loved it. Um, and I also read, I read Yellow Face, which is a book that a lot of people Ooh. are talking about at the moment. It is a book about a young 
aspiring well she's a bit more than aspiring she's sort of she's an author she's had her book published she's in her late 20s it didn't go very well she's kind of doing fine not great Mm. and she's very close friends with a girl who is this kind of literary prodigy they met at university and this girl is like like a kind of zadie smith like everybody's obsessed and it's not a spoiler to say this girl drops dead and the friend takes a manuscript from her house and claims it as her own. Mm. However, the friend is Chinese, of Chinese origin, and the girl, the friend, who takes her manuscript is white. And the manuscript that she steals is about the experience of, well, it's quite niche, it's about the experience of Chinese uh, World War II uh, soldiers who were, like, imported by the Allies to help, or, like, sorry, who were recruited by the Allies to help. Anyway, the point is, it was a Chinese story Mm. that she has taken and adopted as her own, and Mm. it is about the kind of racial fallout of that, of that story being told by a white person. Anyway, it's so interesting. Mm. It's, I, if I'm honest, I think it takes a slightly kind of over-the-top turn towards the end and becomes a little bit melodramatic however the themes in it are super interesting about who can tell what stories um story there's friendship in there there's success and failure there's dynamics between women it's just it's jam-packed with a lot of things whilst also feeling like a really modern story that we can all relate to because so much of it is about mm. cancel culture mm-hmm. as well and so yeah i'd really recommend worth mm. reading that sounds so interesting it's, really yeah. interesting. it's very layered uh, very layered mm. the the better version of that that i read that is more layered is such a fun age which i love that book oh my god mm-hmm. i love well, i didn't read it at the time it came out in 2020 so a lot of people i know um have read it and loved it then i loved it you know when you finish so a book good. and you just go oh <laughs> i guess Aww. i could do what to do now who do i talk to i loved it um that's a book about a it's a book about a white middle class uh mother who hires a black working class student to be her nanny uh, at the beginning of the book, there is the, the nanny is caught up in a racist incident, and the book is basically about the kind of evolution of their relationship after that incident. And then there's also like a brilliant plot twist to do with a boy as well. Mm. Does that sound quite well? Yeah, yeah, really um, with a boy. So much. With a boy, with a man. Um, and I just, oh, I just thought it was so brilliant. It, it's yeah. sort of all the things. I mean, it's totally different to Yellowface, but again, all of the. So there are a lot of similar themes about racial dynamics and um, class dynamics. And there's just so much in that cancel culture. Again, there's a lot of kind of internet style stuff. You know what I mean? A lot, mm. of, a lot of stuff about how the internet can, I don't know, make or break you. And anyway, I just, I mean, I just mm-hmm. thought it was so good. Oh, okay. I'm like, down at yeah, yeah. Really yeah, no, no, that. I put that on my list. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes, yeah. I said to you earlier this week, didn't I? Yeah, it's a quick read, but it's brilliant. I loved it. I love mm-hmm. a quick read. That, I'm mm-hmm. also now reading, sorry, I'm reading Prep by Curtis Sittenfeld. Mm. I really didn't like, the only Curtis Sittenfeld book I had read was uh, her most recent one called Late Night, which I actually gave up. I thought it was pretty crap. But people I really respect, including Heather, said that her kind of back canon is really, really good and prep is like one of the best mm. and so far i'm like 60 percent of the way through and really loving it so okay. it's kind of gossip girl meets uh, a secret history by donald Ooh, how exciting! oh that sounds yeah great stuff. <laughs> so that's me should we move on yeah. um vanessa yes. you have like to talk about <laughs> all right so this one is uh from the guardian and it's called picnic season is here and i hate it by adrian charles and i <laughs> I think it's so hilarious because I feel like everyone kind of romanticizes picnics it's quite so a lot. Great. It's, it's so like, great. oh, 
like you know nice little picnic mm. out and he's like he's very funny talks about um you know all the like animals and little bugs and flies and then also the fact that you're never comfortable sitting on the floor and <laughs> so it's just it, it's really funny and yeah I mean I I love picnics so Same. for me like I, I I'm always like oh no I'll take it I'll take the pain I don't yeah. care. Do, you, do you actually enjoy it or do you just like the idea of it I don't know I, I do like it mm. like I like it when the weather's good and I like it when we have like when it's when the grass is you know dry dry and soft I have to say I like it in London Mm. I when I lived in Brighton I was like absolutely not because no the The seagulls seagulls. the seagulls are cruel Mm. and they will take everything like I even I once sat in a cafe like in an actual cafe like inside (laughs) and the window was like literally like Mm. 10 centimeters open and the seagull sits down (laughs) like turns his head pokes it in takes the brownie and then I swear he made he made eye contact with me before (laughs) before he like then he just lifted it he just goes Oh, and it was gone oh, that's sad. and that's oh, indoors sad. Yeah. Yeah. so like you know it's, it, is, it is a risk you take when you have a does he claim that there are any redeeming qualities to picnics um, I don't <laughs> I don't think he does no. he literally starts awesome. picnics I hate picnics <laughs> what, what else does he um, do yeah. it ends with I hate picnics uh, right okay he, he bookends <laughs> it with that he says the faff of preparation mm-hmm. is one, the filling of all the Tupperwares and all the cool boxes oh. and having to carry everything. And why you like that part? Well, no, because you obviously just go to the snack section in your chosen supermarket mm. and just buy the dips. You buy the little, like, you know, peppers stuff of ricotta. You, there's no fucking preparation. <laughs> like, you're doing it all wrong. So, okay, so then I'm really interested. That's which, a different level of picnic. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, which part of a picnic do you like? Because basically, you're just doing, like, a supermarket shop. Yeah, I'm doing And eating it on the floor. Mm. As on in, as on when a you, blanket. Yeah, but as in when you boil it down, that's what you're describing. So which bit do you take pleasure in? I think I really love a picky tea. Um, yeah. What's a picky What's tea? A picky What's tea? <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, thank you, Sherry. What's, What's a picky, picky you know, tea? Oh my God, that's a thing. That's what a thing. Like we have picky bits. Picky oh, picky bits. bits. Oh, I know yeah. picky bits. Oh, picky tea, tea, like dinner. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. I, think, I think it's Jordan North off of Radio 1 that calls it picky tea. Okay. But like, it's just like a, a dinner you or like a lunch. A picky dinner. Just yes, comprising like a number of different like bits. Yeah. Um, And I quite enjoy that. And I just, I don't know, like it's something really lovely about, you know, meeting your friends after work of an evening and being like, oh, everyone could just pick a bit, few bits up mm. and then we'll just sit on a blanket. We don't have to book anywhere. Mm. We don't have to sit at a bloody table and be like, "Oh, are you over there?" No, you could just like sit down where you bloody like and be like, "Hi," and then bring your own little tinnies. I, I bloody love so it. I think it sounds <laughs> like you like the the food, and a picnic is an excuse to eat that kind of food. Because if you just hang out no. with your friends for dinner, you wouldn't be like, "Let's all go and get some like I don't know." No, no, M&S I know. I, peppers. I think there's a different energy when you're sat okay. outside. I'm not like, I agree with. It's I chill think. and like I don't know. It's it for me. It's like a real. Obviously, it's a real summer mm. thing. And I'm already getting slight anxiety about the impending doom of autumn coming. And I'm just like, ah, but I just like, it's my favorite thing. Like being able to, after work, it's still like sitting outside with your friends on a blanket in a park, you know, you might want to stay out until 10 and you're not you can (laughs) and there's no one breathing down your neck being like we need the table back yeah that's fair like you have your spot and like you know as much as there's like flies there's you know you're sitting on the floor like you bring you know you can go to the bakery you get a nice baguette 
you get some cheese. Like yeah. you're suddenly transported to like, you know, yep. like some like Paris picnic. Yeah. You get some wine. The wine is very important in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, get some drinks. And I like to put a bit of music on as well. Mm. Um, you know, you take want some there, speakers. You know, like a disruptor in the park. No, it's quiet in mine. I'm not oh, going to yeah, put techno on like, yeah. <laughs> no, like, you know, just a bit of like, <laughs> Body. That's a different kind That's of picnic, right? Picnic. <laughs> uh, no, like, I don't know, I do. And then like, I feel like you've, you're closer with your friends and you you yeah. chat and you I do I do enjoy it but also like when I was reading this I was like does have a point like yeah. sometimes I am like you know yeah. you move around you're like I'm not I comfortable. feel like men really struggle with sat, being sat like this yeah and like I have no problem with that so maybe it's just an evolutionary flaw in men well that they I think can't I, well no because I think I'm in Adrian mm. Charles camp I never actually oh. really thought about it but now I think about it I'm yeah, like yeah too. I hate all of this yeah I hate all of that uh, not picky tea. I like picky tea. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase does not roll off my tongue. <laughs> picky tea. But picky tea. I like. Because it sounds so clunky when you say it. <laughs> I also like buying bits from Waitrose and having having picky bits for supper. But um, I Im- invariably have hideous hay fever. I'm always oh. hot. I'd always rather have like a back. I'm, I don't. I like. I actually generally am more comfortable on the floor. It's not like a snobbery oh. on the floor thing. But I just can't be like. I can't have my back not supported for like that length of time. Yeah. Like till 10 p.m. I could. My bum would hurt too much. Mm. Okay. Also, mm. the, I think the worst thing about picnics, and this is something that like I struggle with, is the toilets. I was just about to say. Also, yeah. 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 the bathrooms. Also, the amount of times I've been at that pub in Primrose Hill and it's a thousand degrees and oh there's my God. one loo and everyone's standing there like waiting in the queue. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> Yeah, that, that bathroom, exactly. Yeah. Sherry, you're agreeing with me. I agree. Yeah. I mean, again, until now, I didn't really have a strong mm. opinion, but I mean, <laughs> if my friends invited me, I would gladly go. However, there are many things I would rather do instead. Mm. Yeah, it's just the not sat down on a proper chair, um, the lack of toilet. Mm. I mean, I like a picky tea, not necessarily in a park. I want it to be spread on the table. Mm. I don't. I also don't really <laughs> like sharing food with people. Oh. Not, not, not. Okay. Mm. Not in a like sharing I don't like plates. sharing with yeah I don't know I just feel like I never get my <laughs> I never get enough food I'm too oh. polite I'm like no no you have it oh. and I'm like I'm gonna eat one strawberry oh. um, yeah so it doesn't really fill me with that much joy but mm. I don't know maybe I could be converted I'm mm. not like I don't hate it but I'm not loving it either mm. yeah mm. agreed okay well. Okay. Well, well let us know in the comments <laughs> <laughs> what's your opinion you on the business yeah which <laughs> camp are you in um, Sherry what have you brought to talk about so this was in the Evening Standard and it's about how archive fashion became the new Gen Z status symbol and it's about lots of celebrities we re-wearing as they should um items that they've had in their closet for a long time and also bringing out those archive pieces from very iconic um I guess collections so they talk about um, Bella Hadid wearing a 1996 Tom Ford Gucci dress to Cannes last year and obviously Nicole Kidman at the Met Gala wearing her iconic number five Chanel dress mm-hmm. and it got me thinking with the Barbie tour yes. that, and obviously the premiere was in London a couple of days ago Margot Robbie has been wearing a lot of Barbie yeah. archival looks I just thought it's interesting how people are looking to the past to be stylish now yeah I mean, about time, right? Yeah. Like, right I so. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good because it's like how many... Like, it's all fun and games, making new stuff all the time, but it's so nice to also bring... Because we have these pieces that someone wore once and it was a big moment and then they just lost in time. Mm. Like, it's nice to bring them back. Give them another mm. day yeah. to shine. And I don't know agree. if we just, like, romanticise things from the past. I don't mm. know if there's, like, a, just a nostalgia mm. to it. Yeah. But I also do think that we... 
so much of the best I don't know the best stuff is old <laughs> yeah you know I mean like obviously you know there's incredible designers out there and they're creating incredible things all the time but yeah there's this you know if you think of the archives from designers like from from just the 20th century mm. the amount of incredible stuff there is out there the incredible creations to just let it die yeah. is a real pity and I feel like there's something quite cool about saying that you've like oh I just found this like older thing mm. like I think it's certainly the way with like vintage shopping and you know or just shopping pre-loved there's like a real satisfaction oh, around God, totally. finding mm. something that is wasn't a one-off probably at the time but it feels like a one-off mm. and you're like no one else is gonna have this now and like yeah I did my searching mm. and I guess it's the same with you know red carpet dressing it just feels a little bit more individual although I'm sure no one's gonna be wearing any of the other dresses mm. if sort of design them new but I don't know it just feels a little bit more like hey cool a bit more creative I don't know well it also Ooh. feels good from a sustainability perspective doesn't it like mm, I did yeah. about you like when someone asked me what I'm wearing and something is pre-loved the smug <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. here we go it's vintage but um so so I think you know from whether it's that yeah you just feel mm. a bit cooler or mm -hmm. it's you know better for yeah. the planet or whatever mm -hmm. um it's so much better um I've just got my phone out to look at um some of the looks from the Barbie press tour the Barbie press tour so yeah um Margot Robbie's stylist is a guy called Andrew Mukamal um and he has very helpfully with every look put up the reference from the original Barbie as well so for example there's a short black and white striped dress that she wore on the Sydney leg of the tour which here you can see is a reference to a 1959 Barbie I'm assuming that the items of clothing they're made right are, well I don't know if they're made specifically for her or if they're mm. already in existence so for mm. example the black dress that she wore to the um LA premiere was uh, inspired it's Schiaparelli it was inspired by this Barbie look from 1960 um, I'm sure everyone yeah. listening has seen it it's an incredible kind of bodice black, black fishtail vibe huge yeah. fishtail tall yeah. fishtail long gloves um, so yeah I'm unclear as to whether Schiaparelli well, had already designed that or not I wonder if like because I, I feel like there were definitely a couple like she wore this like little um, sort of uh, multicolour poochy dress which I think was actually vintage mm -hmm. so I imagine that was like that was already in existence. Yeah. I wonder if it was a bit of a combination of like recreating some things that mm. weren't. I'm so sure both. so. Mm. So for the London premiere, she wore a dress. I mean, I think it's, f I didn't love it, but anyway, she's she's worn a dress. It wasn't the best. Of, it's a bit, it's it's a bit on the nose. It's like, yeah. we get it, you're yeah, Barbie, yeah. all right. But yeah. she wore this kind of pale pink bodice. It's got a huge, I mean, the flower was pretty on trend. Yeah. You know, this kind of sweeping, sweeping, uh, what, what would you call that? Train. Thank you. Sweeping train, long white gloves, white faux fur stole. Anyway, pearls the lot. And that's a reference to a Barbie look. Mm. I mean, there's no way that that look was already in existence, mm. right? Like, yeah. if you look at the Barbie, so. the original 1960, it was called Enchanted Evening mm. Barbie. Ooh. That's obviously been made mm. um, to replicate that. And then um, that, I've seen, is it here? No, he doesn't have a photo, but the Enchanted Evening Barbie came with another Barbie in a short red dress. And so mm. her after party look was nice. a reference to that yeah. as well, which so was so clever. She's really having so much fun. Oh. Like, it's a lot of people's dream come true to just be able to play dress up in oh. like Barbie clothes, but essentially. Just a stylist, what? Yeah, what a project! Yeah, what yeah. a project! Honestly. Do you think they're so gonna fun. make it an exhibition afterwards? I hope. You know, so. I hope yes, that's I what I'm dreaming of. Yeah. Go, like to see all the Barbies and then with the costumes because, like, so. it is at this point such a project that you mm. can like. Yeah. I, I would love to see the dresses in real life compared yeah, to the totally. Barbies mm. if they have the archive Barbies as well. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid, I was obsessed with the old Barbies, like mm. the, oh, like the, the expensive one. ones. Yeah. yeah like at the top shelf, I was always like, can I have? My parents were always like, absolutely not. 
you can have the the beach barbie yeah. <laughs> like, slutty barbie okay. literally <laughs> the one that's on offer <laughs> um but like you know i'd love to see them all mm. in real life with the actual yeah. costumes that yeah. margot robbie wore oh, I'm sure. yeah. yeah that must be i coming. hope yeah, yeah. 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 if you're listening please make one yeah <laughs> thank you the other thing that this topic of conversation makes me think of is um is courtney kardashian's wedding oh my god and the oh dolce and gabbana debacle which for those who are watching the Kardashians, know everything about um because you guys have got blank faces so i actually don't watch the no. Kardashians, so i'm blank so yes. do you remember courtney and travis's wedding last year mm. which was um you know they did it in was it in portofino or in capri yeah, it was in, Italy, it's in italy at the home of dolce and gabbana and it was obvious it was basically the entire theme of the wedding dolce and gabbana kind of co-hosted the wedding mm. Bit unclear still. Strange. On kind of, yeah. yeah how that strange. I was like, did they happened. sponsor it? Because later on in the season, it sounds a bit like that. Yeah. She, like it was actually like a proper collaboration. It does sound like yeah. some money change hands. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um. And anyway, the the kind of theme of the wedding was '90s Dolce and Gabbana. It's that very gothic, very like glamour, dramatic Italian. You know, the big crosses and the veils yeah. and the black and the red and the sexy and that was the theme of the wedding. Anyway, Kim four months later did a collaboration with Dolce and Gabbana. Uh, runway um well show and a collection of i think it ends up with over 90 looks all pulled from the archive and suppose i mean there's been huge beef you guys dedicated yeah but the point is that um the reason the collaboration came about or so they say anyway is that at the wedding um kim had kind of appeared in all these archival pieces that dolce and gabbana hadn't even known that she you know she had bought them privately they're part of her collection and they were so kind of impressed with her own archive of their um, kind of vintage pieces that they thought she'd be someone to do a collaboration with and it's really cool when you see them piecing the whole collection together because they are literally put i mean they started with something like 120 looks from Mm. dng in the 90s which Mm -hmm. is amazing i do think like as a project like it's really cool but like yeah the, the whole beef ruined it a little bit yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh. yeah. It, did, it, did. it took away from the glamour yeah. but um again i mean if there was ever someone with a platform to make archival fashion mm. popular yeah it's it's, mm. it's so right? true. So yeah. i'm sure that's got something yeah. to do with it mm. um sorry to keep wanging on but this morning um becky and i were filming with I'm very excitingly filming with Lisa Eldridge, um, with Lisa Potter Dixon at Lisa Eldridge's offices for something fun coming up soon. And Lisa Eldridge has the world's largest collection of vintage makeup. Oh, okay. Which I didn't know about. Yeah. Yeah, How is that even? Right. So this started, I don't want to, I won't, actually, I'm not going to tell you, I don't want to spoil anything that Lisa said um, because obviously we filmed the content. Um, So you have to stay tuned to hear kind of about uh, how she got started and the journey and some of her pieces but she's got like tens of thousands of pieces you know it began by buying like at portobello market and it has evolved into she's got a um a lipstick holder that was once owned by audrey hepburn that wow. cartier made for her no she was showing us so unfortunately they're in the middle of moving offices so they only had like a little bit of the collection there today but she had things like tubes of the first ever uh, kind of version of foundation which was created for um, actors because mm. obviously they realised that when people in colour films started to be developed anyway I don't want to give too much away but it was just so fascinating fascinating it was just so <laughs> fascinating it was just so fascinating going to you know someone who's such an expert in their field and ha- is looking back all the time at yeah. the history and the references and mm. the archives so cool. to get their inspiration. It's wow. incredible. She yeah. also, she had a little bit, we didn't get this on camera, so I will tell you, she had um, in what they had today, a um, Chanel 
little box of, I think it was powder, and it looks a bit destroyed. And that's because it was their wartime packaging. It's from World War II. And they, because of rationing, they had to strip everything back and do cardboard uh, yeah. packaging instead. And it says on it, wartime packaging. You know, they obviously like put yeah. the disclaimer on it. And actually, it's really interesting because the branding for, this is obviously like 70 years ago, the branding was near identical to what a Chanel mm, packaging would be now. Anyway, wow. it's just so cool. That's like, so cool. Yeah. Just, isn't all of that so much more interesting than like what I was going on today? Are so <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's like traveling back in time, you yeah. know, like seeing these like real life pieces, yeah. not just in a, like in a museum where it's just like locked away somewhere. Like you can actually like yeah. look at stuff close up. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Totally. Wow. Any other points made in that feature? Um, so the journalist was saying that she actually has her own archival collection, but she was kind of saying it's so expensive to do. Mm. It's not like a hobby everyone can do. Because if you're buying archival looks from, I don't know, Chanel, mm. whenever, like that's serious money. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there are lots of spots in London that you can go and look at them and buy them at. Amazing. Thanks so much, Sherry. Uh, should we move on and do some questions? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, somebody has asked, what would you wear to Wimbledon? Well, I think we've covered that quite nicely. Holly, what did you wear? Uh, so I wore a kind of V-neck um, collared knit, which is from the Wimbledon collection, actually, yeah. I should say. I actually saw that in the shop, and I love uh, it. Yeah, I do. It's really, it's really cool. cool. I size up a little bit, so it's actually with some white tailored trousers from Reese and some T-bar sandals and just some gold jewellery and stuff to make it a bit less, nice. like, polished, because I don't like to be too polished. Oh, it's a bit more like, just a bit of an edge, you know? I did get dressed to go to Wimbledon yesterday. Oh, but I yeah. Did oh, what did you wear? <laughs> I did. So I, I had an outfit. I just Aww. didn't end up going. I got my inbox, um, got the best of me. So I sadly didn't go. But um, I wore, so I was going, where I was going, the part I was going to, you weren't allowed to wear trainers. So that sort of threw a bit of a spanner in the works for me. But anyway, I wore a, you know that bright, that cornflower blue suit? Yes, um, I know the one. Yeah, just really so cool. suit. Yeah, so I went for a bright colored suit, nothing underneath. Uh, but not in like a sexy way, just like a little yeah. cleaner with nothing underneath. Mm. And I just put on my Chanel dad sandals. Nice. I think you nice. want to wear flats. I know you see yeah. some celebs there in it's, heels, but, yeah, but they no, look yeah. uncomfortable. It's not the yeah, space agreed. for it's it. It's like no. yeah, you, you need to find a perfect a balance between mm. like comfortable yeah. and kind of yeah. like a little bit and of like shitty. Trying yeah. to get in and out of your seat, like like yeah. teetering out in heels. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to do that. No, no, no definitely yeah. not. Okay, well it's over anyway. But you know, bank this and you can listen to it mm. next year. Um, <laughs> someone has said top travel destinations on your bucket list. Where are you guys hankering to go? Mine is the size of my. Hmm. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. this is a... where's where's I, the dream? I would love to go and do more of Africa. Actually, like having done um, South Africa, I hate that phrase. Actually, I did South Africa. <laughs> having been to South Africa fairly recently, I just like I don't know. There's something about um, Africa as a continent, and I think it's really beautiful. And everyone says that there are plenty of other amazing places to see. So maybe I don't know, Uganda or. Kenya, Tanzania, I think those would be next on my list. Nice. Mm, very cool. Um, I would say Central and South America. I've never been. I really want to go to Mexico, mm. Guatemala, Belize, that whole area. Mm. I think I'd probably take about six months off to do yeah. that. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's on my list. Nice. I mean, my number one top that I would love to do is Japan. Mm, and like, I would do like, you know, a bit in the cities have some spend some time there and then I also want to do some hiking and some like villages like see like where they make the um ceramics and stuff like I feel like there's so much there I would want to mm-hmm. see um and it's it's been on my list for a while mm-hmm. but I want it to be big and yeah. perfect mm-hmm. so I've been waiting for the right moment yeah mm-hmm. I agree I feel like it's, it's a trip, trip you do properly mm-hmm. it's a big yeah. trip mm-hmm. yeah um but you shot I've got a real Colombia mm-hmm. thing in my head at the moment really want to do Colombia 
um japan's also high on mine as well Mm -hmm. um Cool. Yeah, lots of long haul destinations. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm actually really badly travelled in Europe. Like really badly travelled because we've always had. We're very lucky, you know. We've always gone to Mallorca, but it means that therefore I've never really. Mm. So I've probably. I suppose in my head, bucket list means far. Yeah, but yeah, that's actually, true. I've not really done much of this. It's like big trips. Or, yeah, yeah, I should really do some more of those things as well. Mm. Um, I'd like to do Seville next year. Lovely. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay, someone has asked. What did you want to do when you were a child and has it changed? I love that question. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Sherry? Um, I actually found one of my old school books. I think I was in like year three. So how old are you then? Like Seven? Yeah, Mm. seven. And it said, I want to be a journalist and a writer. So nice. full circle. Yeah, I think I just really love like writing stories. And I Mm. thought, how can I turn that into a job? So yes, on the straight and narrow. There you go. (laughs) Single focus. Love that, you guys. Um, well, I wanted to be a rock star, so... Oh, well, you have achieved <laughs> that. You made it. No, I was, like, completely obsessed with Avril Lavigne growing up, like, quite until about the age of 12. Oh, my God, girl, yeah. <laughs> Great taste. Um, and I just really wanted to be the same as her. Yeah. Um, I had to sort of, you know, manage my expectations mm. quite soon after that. But um, <laughs> I always feel like there are so many jobs that you just don't know about when you're a kid. Mm. And I wish people were a bit more, like... You know, it's not just being a doctor yep. or a lawyer or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, mm. There are, you can be a marketing manager. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> what a sexy Which is not, <laughs> not my job, but like, there we are. <laughs> yes, there are many, many things mm. there. Mm. Yeah, even more so now than when we were growing up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, my job didn't mm. exist. I feel like kids, no, you know. Jo- t- no, so true, your job didn't yeah. exist. Didn't, yeah. 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 Well, so to true. an extent, none of our jobs exist either because mm. digital space and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, sorry, Vanessa, you were saying? Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I feel like kids, like, there's like a narrow yes. like way it's of like star. I I wanted it's to be cool. a singer as well like yeah. I had the same until someone told me I can't sing oh, <laughs> cool no. then I wanted the to be a designer and then, and <laughs> actually there was are. a there was a time me and my friend wanted to be we called it design models it's like design and model so we would design oh, yeah. our own collections and then model them as love well as oh, that's how self obsessed I was <laughs> as a child <laughs> you could do that, that was so yeah, cool. do it mate that was me at twelve I think uh, I realized quite quickly that there's still time. I love it. I quit. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I think you could do that now still. Um, uh, what do you want to do? I... Like, well, I think I just wanted to be in the West End, but I still just want to be in the West End. <laughs> that hasn't yeah. changed. I just have no more ability now than I had when I was seven. So, so like that. Yeah, God, I just want to be on that stage. But <laughs> but other than that, it was always just like passion. Yeah, like, I didn't, passion yeah, generally. I think it took me... I don't, I don't think I ever... I never really wanted to be a journalist, never really wanted to... Even like older... Um, it wasn't like the writing that got me so much, mm. but mm-hmm. it was just being in the world of fashion and surrounded mm. by clothes. I think from a really young age, it was probably, yeah. it was probably always that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at shillarts.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget, you can look out for the question box to ask questions every week, or you can head to community.shillarts.com to ask us your questions there. Don't forget also to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.